0: Exploring Chiropractic, Episode 20, After School with Apply Research. Welcome back to Exploring Chiropractic. I'm your host, Nathan Cashin. In this episode, we'll talk with the founder of ApplyResearch.com. Apply Research is a website for chiropractors, PTs, and other musculoskeletal practitioners that offers tools to learn how to gain your clinical confidence, learn the science that yields results, and how to communicate powerfully. The site was developed by Norwegian doctors Jorgen Yevny and today's guest, Martin Bonavis Svensson. Dr. Svensson is a chiropractor and a current medical student. He teaches musculoskeletal diagnosis at the Institute of Clinical Medicine at the University of Oslo, while also maintaining a growing clinical practice on the side. In this interview, we discuss six significant steps to jumpstart your clinical career, the importance of research and clinical practice, and the differences between chiropractic and medical school. Be sure to check them out at ApplyResearch.com. You can like them on Facebook. And follow them on Twitter. Once again, thanks for listening to Exploring Chiropractic. I hope you enjoy this interview. Yeah. So to apply research, I'm kind of excited about that website that I discovered, probably from a Facebook ad or something like that. Um. Yeah, it could be on Facebook. We haven't
1: even advertised it. Well, we've. I mean, not with ads anyway. We've we've put up stuff and and. Um, we put up posts and and we're probably more so on twitter than than on facebook but yeah that's cool that you is that was that where you kind of caught onto onto us
0: i don't remember exactly where it was it could have been on twitter um yeah. you know just browsing through a feed and i saw it yep. and i'm I'm interested in research, and I'm the president of the research club at my school. So anything that says research, I'm like, oh, what, yeah. what is this? So how, why did you start that, and what's the goal with the website? Oh,
1: that's a good question, and depends if you want the short or the long answer. But I'll try to give you a brief summary. Well, it basically all came from uh, I've been practicing as a chiropractor now for five years, and. It didn't take me very long after graduating that I kind of realized, well, I graduated uh, with an expectation of, okay, I've done five years of university and I'm all set now and I'm going to walk into a busy clinic and everything's going to be like, uh, the table's going to be set for me. And then I realized there are all these things related to running a practice and be practicing as a chiropractor and as a clinician that university doesn't really prepare you for. Like we're well trained in the basic sciences and in diagnostics and in patient management to a certain degree, but there's all this stuff around, and and you also have there's all these other factors that you need to need to relate to in in society that university doesn't offer any training in, at least not where I studied. Uh, So I quickly realized, okay, there's a lot of stuff I need to to get onto here. Uh, and my way of going about it was really uh, looking into research uh, for answers, uh, and it didn't really take me that long until I realized. But hey, there's a lot of this stuff that uh, you know people charge you an arm and a leg to to go to uh, a weekend course to learn this stuff. Uh, but if you just look for it in the research, it's a lot of it is out there, so you can you can acquire a lot of that. Uh, knowledge and those skills by just reading the research uh, and that's really where it started off from and then I met up with Jørgen who I, I started apply research together with uh, and he was kind of in the same in the same spot he had a degree in physiotherapy from before uh, so we clicked pretty much instantly and and it all just went from there and then yeah
0: is Jürgen a PT or is he also a Cairo?
1: He's both. He okay. he graduated as a physiotherapist and then he went into chiropractic school and did five years. So he's now um, a chiropractor as well.
0: And you're a chiropractor and now you're currently in medical school as well. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Wow. Okay. Can you give an example maybe of a, a patient encounter that made you really feel like, oh my gosh, I don't have all the tools that I need from school. There's something more that I need to learn? Oh,
1: that's a good question. Um Well, I think it's. I can't really think of a, a perfect example at the moment, but I more so than. Well, one aspect of it is, is patient management. How am I best gonna, gonna manage this patient? Uh, could be, say, uh, uh, a DC patient uh, that I examined and and thought, hey, this this person might be in need of some vestibular rehabilitation to aid with, with their uh, condition. Uh, Along with manual therapy and whatever, so and then I kind of have a. At that point, I had an idea about vestibular rehabilitation and what it was, but I probably wasn't that. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You have to excuse my English. It's been about five years since I last spent it. <laughs> That's um, all right. Um, I probably wasn't that confident um, in that field of rehabilitation, so I would look up that and and try to find ways of managing my patients. So that's one, that was one part of it, just uh, straight up, how am I going to treat this patient? Then there's also the, all this other stuff, other aspects of patient management that doesn't necessarily have to do with hands-on uh, therapeutic interventions or rehabilitation, but uh, communication is such a big part uh, of, uh, well, basically, if you're going to achieve anything with your patients, you need to be able to interact with them. Uh, both in terms of getting uh, compliance and in terms of making them feel that they get what they wanted. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has to do with how you interact with them. It's not just what you do with them with your hands. Uh, so those are probably two of the big ones. Uh, and then also kind of how to go about speaking to medical doctors, professions uh, in the area, try to establish a, a working uh, relationship with other healthcare practitioners. Uh, I also find that reading research and knowing a little bit about their uh, field of work and how they how they speak and communicate and what terminology they use uh, helps a lot.
0: Yeah, I I can totally see how that uh, how you feel a bit limited in in your knowledge. I mean, I'm coming to the end of school right now and in clinic, and I have experiences where I examine, I kind of diagnose, and then I know what to, how to treat initially, yep. but then what then? How do yep. I, over time, you know, really help this patient get back to full health yep. and get back into activity? And we've got the general knowledge of, oh, an acute thing is two weeks, but then yep. more chronic is six weeks. But really, patients have so many questions, yep. as well as how I interact with them verbally, And whether it's showing confidence, even if I'm not completely confident or giving them the, um, the approval in a way to go about their lives and not have the fear of getting re-injured and, and speaking with other professionals and being on the same page. My girlfriend is an MD and there's. As we chat, she's very supportive, but she also leads me to understand. Oh my gosh, there's some things I don't understand as much as I thought I did. Yep. You know, I thought my training and the scope of practice that we're allowed in the state gives me enough to actually treat yep. that broadly, but it there's so much I still don't know. Yeah. So I, I love that you guys are trying to fill that gap. I came across uh, your ebook, your six yep. steps to kick off your clinical career. <laughs> yeah, and I read through this the other night, and yeah, it was there were so many great pieces of wisdom. Uh, how did you and Jurgen come up with this ebook? Um,
1: that was probably one of the first things that I started working on. When, once we decided, okay, we're going to make this uh, website, uh, applyresearch.com. and. Um, so, but what are we going to put on it? Uh, and I guess that ebook isn't really, as you probably noticed, it's not really, it's pretty much based on experience. So it's kind of a weird thing to introduce us the first thing you get when you when you register for apply research. But uh it's basically just a compilation of a lot of the experiences that I made throughout those first couple of years and, and how I kind of went about solving those issues. And I guess we kind of asked ourselves, okay, if we could go back uh, a couple years in time and knowing what we know now, what would we have done differently? And then we put that into the, that was kind of the, where we started from. And then, then that ebook was the result.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of gems of wisdom in here. Uh, you talk about how to get $10,000 worth of knowledge for free. Yeah. I'm always battling with myself about going to seminars because there's so many great things to learn, but they're incredibly expensive. Yeah. So what's your recommendation for getting more knowledge without spending all the money?
1: Well, since you're asking, I'd say for everyone to have a look at our webpage. Uh, for starters, but... oh. I would say uh, read research. That would be my number one go-to uh, advice. And basically, what people don't realize, uh, when we're students, we, we don't realize how valuable all that information that we have access to is. And you only realize once you graduate and your university cuts you off so that you can't access it anymore. And, and you like, get on oh.
0: PubMed and you see, click here for the for yeah, PDF, yeah, yeah. and then it says, that'll cost you $40. 40 bucks. <laughs> Um,
1: so yeah that would be my number one thing just brush up on your methodology and how to read and and analyze research and start reading and it's not something that comes to you immediately you need to work on it and then it's it's a skill like everything else but you'll learn so much from it Uh, I have anyway
0: that recommendation made me feel better because I have a huge collection of research articles but I rarely have the time to read them and yeah. I thought, what am I doing, wasting my time downloading all of this? But then no, no, I read that book, and I was like, oh, this is excellent. Yeah. When I don't have access, I've got 400 articles that I Still have got. to read, so that'll be great. Um, and you mentioned a couple ideas of how to network and how to get your name out there. Um, let's see, and in, in a couple of mistakes to avoid while you're in school and also while you are building up your practice. So if you had some maybe one or two pieces of advice for students, what would be the other key pieces of advice to give them while they're finishing up school?
1: I would say if you can combine having an open mind about the stuff you come across, but at the same time maintain a critical uh, inquiring mind at the same time, I think you're you're starting off in the in the right direction uh, from the get-go, because uh, I would say go out and expose yourself to all the stuff you can, see as many do technique courses and seminars as far as you can afford them, but just make sure that you' question everything you learn, question everything anyone says, no matter how qualified they are, question everything I say um, and question your own thinking and reasoning because we're all biased uh, in in our assumptions and in our conclusions and experiences Uh, and if you can if you can kind of get that concept under your skin and and uh, apply that as you go along then you'll i think you'll quickly learn what knowledge and information to keep and apply and what to to discard because there's a lot of good stuff out there uh and but unfortunately there's also a lot of stuff that Probably isn't as good as it should be.
0: Now, you're practicing in Norway, but you graduated from RMIT in Sydney, Australia.
1: Macquarie, Sydney. Oh,
0: Macquarie, I'm sorry. Macquarie yeah. in Sydney. Um, did Macquarie offer a wide variety of uh, technique seminars and added uh, skills that you could acquire while you were in school?
1: I'd say so. I would say we had a fair, a fair variety of, uh, of practical skills or techniques uh, in university. We had diversified techniques, Gonstead techniques, and some sort of drop piece uh, techniques, and, and also a fair bit of rehabilitation um, in university setting. And then there was also a lot of different uh, technique courses that would be run outside of university. As well, so there's a good opportunity to be exposed to a lot of a lot of stuff.
0: Now, coming from the um, maybe I'd say the evidence-based mindset, the research mindset that you have, but yeah. also trying to be open to these technique systems, which many of them don't have a lot of you know randomized controlled trials and literature to back them up. How do you approach that to be critical, but also to be mindful and take from it what you can use?
1: You mean in terms of looking at a technique and and then deciding, okay, am I going to use this or not?
0: Yeah, and even being um, open-minded when you go in, maybe you're going into a seminar of, um, you know, something that whether it's applied kinesiology or upper cervical, uh, they can be fairly dogmatic. And so I struggle to go into those types of meetings or workshops and drop that bias from the beginning, yep. and yep. just be open-minded to see what they have to say and learn from it. And sometimes I'm surprised.
1: yeah that's absolutely uh, a good. It's a difficult. It's a difficult thing to do, I think. So it's, it's, I say, be open and be critical at the same time. But it's not necessarily that easy. But I think there's kind of there are two things you need, you kind of need to distinguish between. Uh, when looking at technique courses, in my experience. And and one thing is, okay, what are they doing? Uh, And then the other thing is, okay, why are they doing it? And I think with a lot of, that's my experience and my personal opinion, but I think a lot of techniques can help a lot of patients, but maybe not always for the reason that the technique system claims. Uh, And I don't think we, at this point, knows how all our technique works but i think there's a good bunch of literature that's starting to kind of explain to us that manual interventions yes they do work but maybe not in the in the way that we thought or have been thinking for the last 150 20 10 years so don't discard everything just because there aren't necessarily randomized controlled trials for it but just have uh, be a bit cautious about the explanation that you give. That would, that's kind of how I uh, approach that question.
0: That's great. So coming back to apply research, when when a chiropractor or a student signs up on your website, yep. what do they receive? What types of materials and information can they get?
1: For now, uh, what you get when you register, which is free by the way, so it's not a registration as such. You just put in your email and then you're on an email list and we email you this this stuff so the first thing you get instantly is uh, the ebook that you mentioned where we kind of put in all the all the mistakes that we did and that we would have done differently if we could go back and change it Um, and then there's also a a six-step e-course which is basically a bunch of articles that kind of tries an outline how you can go about uh, building uh, a practice and um, a career, I guess, uh, using uh, the best knowledge from research uh, to your advantage. Uh, so basically how to, and a lot of it has to do with, I guess you can divide it into treating your patients, getting your diagnose, diagnosis right, uh, interacting with the patient as well as possibly, uh, and also interacting with the, with the um, medical healthcare system that you need to operate within, and how to use research to to do that as efficiently as possible. I guess that's the gist of it.
0: I'm looking at the, uh, the e-course right now, and the first one uh, answers the question, is there a future for me in musculoskeletal care, which I yep. think... We all are wondering, you know, where what is the future of chiropractic? Um, are we going to become more mainstream with the medical profession, or are we going to establish ourselves as subluxation specialists yeah. that detect and correct subluxation? Um, and then the let's see, I think it's the third one here talks about the hidden benefits of an evidence-based practice. Seven ways that evidence-based practice will benefit you. So yep. interesting stuff, and these are uh, pretty short reads. They're not—I mean, it's not going to take you an hour to get yep. through it. So I highly recommend people go to Apply Research and uh, and sign up for it. And the ebook, again, for students, is wonderful.
1: Glad to hear you enjoyed it.
0: And you graduated five years ago, you've been practicing, you're teaching yep. at university. Um, yep. What made you decide to go back to medical school?
1: That's a good question, Nathan. Um, I'll give you the short answer. Um, one part of it was basically that I, uh, we spoke briefly, or you mentioned that you have an interest in, in exercise science, and, and I kind of have that, have that bit too. I come from sports, and so I guess there's just... I have a genuine interest in the human body and physiology and uh, there's stuff that I'm keen to learn that's kind of outside of the scope of what I would call chiropractic. Uh, so that that's probably the biggest reason why why I went back to, to university. It certainly wasn't for the money because <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it takes a lot of work uh, being a full-time student and, and running a practice um so that's that's the probably the biggest reason i'd I'd say Um,
0: just an insatiable desire to learn more
1: yeah and then there's also the other factor in it is that i don't really like to i wish it was i wish it wasn't like that but i also think there's at the moment it's easier you have more options as a medical doctor unfortunately in terms of at least back here, in terms of how you want to work uh, or what you want to do. And it's say, for instance, if you don't even want to work in clinic but uh, work in other areas of healthcare or um, in society, it's easier to find those jobs with a, an MD degree than with a chiropractic degree. Although I think, I think uh, that we're going in the right direction uh, in that sense, speaking for chiropractic as well.
0: What is the scope of practice like in Norway?
1: Well, back here, we're pretty much we're very well integrated in the public healthcare system, I'd say. Uh, so we're basically, chiropractors are recognized as a primary care practitioner for musculoskeletal disorders. Uh, so it's pretty much because, because we have these benefits uh, as such, there's also the responsibility that we're supposed to I guess kind of limit our practice to musculoskeletal uh, stuff, and then we get the we have the right to to write sick leave for patients. We can refer patients directly to to imaging, uh, and also refer directly to medical specialists if we have the need. And then it's also reimbursed by the not fully but there's some reimbursement from the public health care system
0: i'm looking on my on exploring chiropractic.com i have a map where i've mapped out all of the chiropractic schools throughout the world yeah and i noticed there isn't currently a school in norway no that's correct uh that's something that's
1: been the the kind of the the big thing that the Norwegian Chiropractic Association has been working with for the last 15 years and they're closer than ever to achieving it. And we actually, at the moment, um, the university of Oslo, which also has the um, the medical education in Oslo, w- which I'm attending, they have pretty much said that we are interested in running a, a chiropractic uh, program. So it's basically all up to the politicians now to to cough up the funding. So if that goes through, then we'll have a then we'll have a chiropractic program integrated within the medical uh, faculty. But at the moment, no no school yet.
0: That'll be excellent. And I'm imagining, like many of the other uh, European countries, that that's that program would be pretty closely integrated with the medical where you would do the first few years together with medical students yeah. and then yeah. specialize for the last few years in chiropractic
1: absolutely i don't know if you've looked into denmark and uh odense yet but they're if it's going to happen they're going to build it on that model so yeah for i think might not be completely the same but at least over there it's three years uh, in of medical basic science and then separated after the third year.
0: Yeah, I love that model. And you get to learn all those basic sciences together with yeah. the people that will be your peers that you'll be referring yeah, patients exactly. back and forth. I think it's wonderful. Well, Martin, I've just got a few more questions, uh, kind of about That's you true, to wrap yeah. things up. Um, yep. I'd like to know uh, what has been the best time for you in practice?
1: I would have to say those patients that come in and really struggle like they have had pains and aches for or problems doesn't even have to be pain, but you know those I guess those are the ones that really really make you go home and feel like you made a difference when they've had a problem for a long time uh, and and they come to you and and you're able to to actually address that problem, especially if they've seen a lot of practitioners from. Whatever profession before, and then when you can actually make that difference, that makes a real impact on their lives. That's for me the the big thing that makes everything worth it.
0: Sometimes those patients uh, are, surprise me and shock me in that if they get to if they get better quickly, yeah, it almost makes me feel like oh my gosh, what did I do?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because sometimes you're, it's like that. You're surprised. How little it took, you just had to do the right things. Yeah. Uh, and then all the times there's there's definitely patients where you really need to work and where you're banging your head into a wall and
0: but then all of a sudden you have a breakthrough after a while and and yeah. Do you have a favorite book or resource that you like to go to um, to learn more, to stay on top of the chiropractic profession?
1: Ooh, that's a good
0: one. To be honest, I haven't been reading books since
1: I left uni. Uh, so pretty, uh, pretty much been just been diving into research papers. Uh, okay.
0: but Do you have a favorite I, journal or a favorite database that you go to to pull them up? There's a few that I that I keep track of frequently.
1: Um, Spine, Spine Journal is one of them. Um, chiropractic and Manual Therapies is a good uh, open access chiropractic oriented uh, journal. Uh, manual therapy it's really a physiotherapy journal but it has some really good stuff on and it's very relevant for what we do uh, as well european spine journal that's it's a surgical one really but there's also every once in a while there's some good stuff that we should be reading in there as well those are some good ones to to start off with Uh, probably forgotten heaps but I'd say those for starters.
0: Do you have some type of tool that helps you organize all your papers? Do you print them out and just file them away, or do you have a? Uh,
1: no, I have a tool. Let's look it up. Uh, it's called Papers.
0: Oh, I use Papers as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you know what it's like. It's pretty much. It's pretty much uh, iTunes for Papers, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, and they've got. Um, the Mac, iOS, they've got a Windows yeah. version. I think they may even have just come out with Linux for any super geeks that use that. Yeah, um, Very similar to Mendeley, which is another good one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Papers is mine of choice as well.
1: Yeah, That's where I've got Yeah, I basically signed up for that as a student and I've just stuck with it.
0: Yeah, wonderful. Um, what recommendation would you give to students for choosing the school that they go to?
1: I would say I would I would definitely recommend doing what what you told me you've been doing to to ask around, Uh, speak to definitely speak to students in the different schools. Also, speak to speak to current chiropractors or people that have graduated from the different school. But just keep in mind they can quite be they can quite often be quite biased. That's my experience anyway. They always recommend their own schools and. Uh, but yeah, ask around, gather as much information as possible and then, and then kind of make up your mind about why am I doing this? And, and then I think you'll be able to to pick a a good school for you from there.
0: If you were to do it all over again, uh, which school do you think you would choose right now? Oh, well, if I could just
1: go anywhere and not think about distances, then and in the world i thought i had a really good education in in australia to be honest uh, it was a good blend of, uh, of clinical skills and and solid basic sciences um, and also research methodology so i thought that was a really good mix um so that well that school doesn't that program doesn't exist anymore but uh to be honest, I kind of hesitate to answer that question just because I don't really know that much about the, the programs over in, in the States, for mm-hmm. instance, um, or in Canada. I've heard there's some great ones in Canada. Uh, the, I'm sure there is in the States as well. But, um, if I was to go in Europe, I would have probably gone to Denmark just because. Mm. But I might be biased because I'm doing medicine
0: now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Do you think you might have... Uh... If you started all over, would you have done medicine first without going the chiropractic route? I've thought about that,
1: uh, and you know the
0: answer is. No, I when I
1: when I first started doing chiropractic, doing medicine, hadn't even crossed my mind. Uh, and I also think that knowing what I know now and uh, having the experience that I've had from chiropractic school and from practicing as a chiropractor for five years. Uh, If there's one thing I'm certain of, it's that that is going to make me that much of a better clinician and medical doctor eventually Mm -hmm. than if I just gone straight into medical school. So I I wouldn't have been without that experience ever.
0: Do you find that there's a big difference uh, between your experience in chiropractic and now medical school with the, the challenge, the difficulty level of the courses, the amount of information you have to learn?
1: No, not really. That's a pretty quick no. Uh I'd say the amount of work is about the same. Uh, I'm a little bit biased now because I have I have all this stuff from chiropractic, which I'm now pretty much doing again in medicine, or a lot of it overlaps. So I guess that kind of make probably makes the program now easier for me than it would have been initially. But I would say the amount of work is about the same. The basic sciences are the same. Uh, so I would say chiropractic students doesn't have anything to, to be ashamed of compared to a medical students in terms of workload.
0: Well, what is your vision, your hope for chiropractic in the next 10 years? Ooh,
1: I would like to see chiropractic uh, being a little bit less certain about the stuff that is so uncertain. Hmm. And I think that would make it a lot easier to... For me, it's kind of a big thing to, to get accepted by not just the medical profession, but, but society and the healthcare system that you're working within. We, I cannot see the, the profession surviving and flourishing without uh, somehow fitting into the society uh, that we're in. And to do that, I th- also think you need to be a part of the, of the, of the healthcare system. Uh, and to do that, I think we need to be able to communicate what we're doing and why we're doing it um, to other professions as well and to, and to governments and politicians. And so if anything, I would like to see chiropractic uh, be able to communicate better with the rest of society, I'd say.
0: Wonderful. Well, Martin, thanks for sharing uh, about Applied Research and your experience as a chiropractor in Norway. Where can students learn more and follow you online.
1: If you want to follow us and read more about the stuff that we've been talking about today, Nathan, you can go to applyresearch.com and just have a look around there and you'll just take it from there.
0: If you like what I'm doing with Exploring Chiropractic and haven't yet subscribed, please head on over to Stitcher or youtube and subscribe to the channels you can find us on itunes as well though as of this recording i've had some problems with the podcast feed and i'm going to be working on that so please check it out on itunes the link is on the website but thank you for listening and give me some feedback what would you like to hear about are there any schools that we haven't discussed yet that you're interested in you can contact me on the website by going to exploringchiropractic.com and clicking on the contact page Thanks again for listening, and continue to enjoy the journey.